0: Inshallah, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Just wanna share some quick, exciting news. I have a new ebook out. It's called Marriage Advice for Single Muslims. If you have been thinking about marriage and you have questions that you need answering, such as, once I get married, will I lose my freedom? What are the red flags I should look out for? What's a halal way of finding a prospective spouse? How can I get to know someone without dating? How do I know if he is the one? If they are the type of questions that you have, or maybe you have a friend or a sister who is thinking of marriage, but she needs some answers, then the book Marriage Advice for Single Muslimas is the book for you. You can purchase it at smartmuslima.com. In total, I have answered 28 questions and these are mainly, they're the most common questions that I have been receiving from sisters when I have done the Muslim Marriage Masterclass and then when I, I am, they fill in the survey that's on my website. So take a look, it's uh, smartmuslima.com. I have got the link in the podcast notes as well and I'd love to get your feedback on it on the book as well. and welcome back to the podcast my name is Farhat Amin and um, today as you know we're well this whole season is about love marriage and relationships and Alhamdulillah I've got a really, really well qualified guest today her name's Nadja Awad and she's going to be um, discussing the issue of you know how once we become wives and then mothers some of us and, I'm, and this may not apply to everyone but I've heard this quite frequently that we can end up losing our own identity. And what what do I mean by this? That um, what we do is um, we start concentrating so much on our kids, their education, their studies, their you know their um, hobbies that we um, sign them up to classes. That we can then start to neglect ourselves. Uh, now this you know taking interest in your kids. I'm not um, saying that's a bad thing. And putting your energy into your kids isn't a bad thing. However when it then, it can then start affecting our marriages um because it, um so what we're going to be talking about today is that we do things that like we stop taking care of ourselves and we don't realize we start spending less time with our husbands and then and that can then kind of snowball into us feeling a bit dissatisfied with this life that we've then created so um okay so let me tell you a little bit about nudra before i bring her on so she is a psychotherapist she's got a private practice in us and um she, she alhamdulillah she's very passionate about helping muslims heal grow and thrive after going through an adversity she's been doing this for over a decade so mashallah she has a lot of experience and she does this online and in person and um she's in also alhamdulillah she's a writer and a fellow at the yakin institute and the way i found out about her was a youtube video i watched of, of hers um so alaikum salam how are you?
1: I'm wonderful, how are you today?
0: Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm well. How how's your day been so far?
1: Pretty hectic, uh, usually the days I work I'm, I'm balancing the kids and work and all kinds of other house stuff now with the pandemic, so alhamdulillah, I'm really glad to be here today.
0: Alhamdulillah, yeah because I know it's early in, in US at the moment where you are and so yes, I really appreciate it and I, I genuinely think that the listeners are going to find what you had, your advice and your experience inshallah, really useful. So let's begin, really. So, um, so you heard what I said about the topic. Is this something that you've come across? Is this something that wives and mums are saying to you?
1: Yes. Well, actually, my private practice is mostly for women. Um, so this is something that I hear all the time. It really is a big struggle being able to balance. Um, just everything that it takes just to be a woman these days but then when you throw in work and you throw in kids and being married, uh, in-laws sometimes, it, it can be, it can feel like a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah and, and so therefore it's not, to feel this way isn't, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, isn't it? It's, it's quite normal for, to feel like this then.
1: Yes, it's a very common thing. I think it might feel overwhelming for some people whereas others, you know it can be a, a great sense of fulfillment having all these different roles um it's just a, a matter of balancing it so that one particular role doesn't take over all the other roles mm-hmm.
0: yeah so what would you if, if um if a, a sister came to you asking advice what would be the first thing that you would um speak to her about them regarding this issue
1: so generally when someone comes to me i love to be able to hear all about their their lives because um It's it's crucial to be able to understand all the different components that someone has and no two women are alike So first I want to know what does she have on her plate? Um, Because you can't really talk to someone about balance about prioritizing without uh, Having that discussion and sometimes women don't even realize how much they have on their plates. They might say, okay Yeah, I have my husband and 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 kids and maybe work, but then when you talk to them further you know, they might also be going to school, or they might also be doing PTA, that's uh, the parent uh, teacher um, uh, association here. So um, they might be doing like, uh, you know, stuff for their children at school, they might uh, be some in some kind of neighborhood association. And so it's not that they were, they have like, two, three roles, it turns out maybe sometimes they have five, six, and it's it's no wonder that they're overwhelmed. So one of the first things I like to do is, is talk to them about like, what are your roles? What is the most important role to you? Or what are the most important roles so we can prioritize that, those and make sure that uh, you are progressing in the way that you'll be satisfied when you're older, inshallah, when you look back, you're like, okay, I'm glad that I had put these things in order. I'm glad that I was able to spend time um, on you know X, Y, and Z
0: yeah that's that's actually really because i'm thinking when my kids were young it was actually ridiculous the number of things i was doing and yes. um and i I just kept doing and i volunteer for stuff and and i don't know why and when i think now i think now i stopped doing it i can't believe i like all those literally all those things that i was a, you know the pta i was a governor at the school and i was a teaching assistant at one point and i was doing my uni degree and um and i was thinking like but where do you think we get the idea of that we have to be so busy, otherwise we're lazy?
1: Well, I think, you know, we're very good, at, Muslims are very good at volunteering for things. <laughs> <laughs> so may Allah continue to, to bless us in that way. But I think that, you know, women, they just they they just take on things. And I, I don't know if it's, um, you know, fear of of disappointing people and saying no um, or that you know, this is one more thing I can take on. This is one more thing I can take on. But the reality of it is, is that we're very limited. Even CEOs of big companies, I think um, uh, it was Mark Zuckerberg and a few other people, they were saying that, you know, at any given time, whoever you are, you can only really focus on a few aspects of your life. Um, and And this is like, you know, someone who I'm assuming is wealthy, has a lot of help, you know, around the house, even with his wife. So if you have someone with that much on their plate saying, it's just not realistic for you to do everything. Uh, I think that really puts things into into perspective. Um, and you know I, I think sometimes we feel bad saying no to other people when they ask for something. Um, but you yeah. know picking and choosing it really makes a big difference in how satisfied we are at home, and I think that translates to other aspects of our of our lives and then also people start to respect our time too, that they mm-hmm. know, okay, you know Nejwa is not going to do this every time we we ask because she has other important things, and then they can go on, and then they can ask different people, involve different people in the community, and then that makes everybody more well-rounded when the work is more evenly distributed.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds really good, because because um, then if, so how would, um, I guess your priorities, what should decide our priorities then as, as Muslim women?
1: Well, I mean, I think this is—it's a great exercise that I recommend for people to do on their own because it might look different for different people. But you know, even recently, um, you know, uh, working from home with the pandemic and even having my four kids—it's—it's it's been a lot. So even for me, um, you know, I've been getting out like my Google Docs or sometimes I do it on paper, and I'm like, okay, what are my priorities here? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so for personally. I like to look at it is that I I like to make sure all my religious obligations are first, that Mm -hmm. I put a law first. And then to me, and you know, there's debate here. Uh, there's a lot of debate here online where, whether you put your kids first or your husband first. So for me, I put put my husband first Mm -hmm. because I think that relationship, um, by having good relationship with your spouse, it'll, you know, affect your, your kids and then, and then my kids and then my work. And so when I look at it that way, and on the days that I feel overwhelmed, then I'm like, okay, like, you know, if I don't do this thing for work, or maybe I forgot this thing at the office, it's not that big of a deal. Um, Mm -hmm. If I prayed, if I prayed my daily prayers, and I, you know, I connected with Allah, and I uh, was, you know, a good wife and and a good mom, you know, that's really what is important. And then some days, you know, you might not be a good mom. But when you focus on like, you know, alhamdulillah, Ultimately, my relationship is with Allah and that's the first and foremost thing um, because he's the most forgiving unlike everybody else <laughs> yes. sometimes our kids might be disappointed or our spouse or you know the people you work with but ultimately if you prioritize Allah first I think everything naturally uh, gets easier from from there
0: I think that is such a lovely list um and I wish a long, time I had known, a long time ago I'd known that because when, when, once, I did, once that did click and once that does click in your life, things fall in place. Um, because it's so weird how when you're chasing the money and, you know, like thinking if I work really, really hard and I volunteer to do extra classes at school and do, the, you know, you're right, the head, your head of department, your manager, they'll, they'll never be happy. Um, they'll just want, they'll think, oh yeah, I'll get us to do more work then. Um, and it doesn't, yeah, you don't get, that's so true when you, if you're not connected to your creator, um, there's something missing and, um, and then you feel guilty, you know, when you don't, Mm -hmm. when you miss your Salah, when you, you know, when you miss your, you know, your vicar things, then you feel guilty and you think, and the thing is you're right, it's quite easy if we get our priorities straight and no one's saying it's going to happen overnight, but if you start with the intention, isn't it, and then make the effort,
1: it all starts with intention. It really does. And and being mindful and purposeful with your time. It's so easy with everything going on to forget the order of priorities or, or what you have. And that's why I, I continuously like to go back to that list, even if it's just, you know, sometimes just four or five bullets. It helps keep that perspective. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's this one exercise that um, I learned way back before I was, I think, even licensed. And it was an exercise I saw in a book. And it was so powerful. It was talking about, you know, um, if you could fast forward your life when you're in your older years and you were to look back or even, you know, take it a step further and say, after you have passed, how would you want to be remembered? What are the things that uh, you would have want to accomplish uh, in your life? And I think looking back that way is one of the um, best ways to prioritize. Because right now we're in the middle of it, right? We're in the middle of that, uh, of everything. And it's hard to see long-term. But when you go back and be like, okay, when I'm 80 years old, what would I have wanted to do? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, you might think of things that you didn't even think. You know, I would have wanted to travel with my kids. I would have wanted to do this thing for my neighborhood. I would have wanted to do uh, a program for the masjid. And that perspective, um, it, w- it was so, so, so eye-opening and it's an exercise I continue to talk to people about and continue to do myself to help me uh, you know focus on on everything going on in my life
0: mm-hmm. now that that's very interesting that you bring that up because I've spoken to a number of um, basic people my mom's age so you know they've, they've lived their lives and then um, and when they have looked back uh, and they're not happy but and, and what they'll say they've said is that um all i did was cook and clean and take care of the kids and i dedicated basically i dedicated all my life to my in-laws my husband and my kids and i didn't do anything for myself and and now the kids have gone they got they're traveling they're studying they've moved away and i felt so sad when i heard the my auntie saying this um and, and and that's and so in a way i was thinking that they um, they did a lot of the mashallah they did it for Islamic reasons or mm-hmm. and then some cultural reasons as well but they didn't when you don't what, what would you say when someone um, a, a mum or you know a, a wife she then doesn't do anything for herself she's, What? how would you and then she's feeling like that What? what would you say to her
1: well, earlier on or later on in, in life?
0: I don't know, but I guess there are people who, like, it's interesting, like, I'm, I'm thinking of the aunties I know who've said that to me, and their life, You then they're now older. But then um there are young mothers who, mm-hmm. you know, it's this idea of missing out, or that their life has changed now. Before they could go out and, you know, their time was their own time, their sleep was their own sleep. They could eat, war- you know, eat their food when it was warm. They weren't eating <laughs> their kids' leftovers. And then, and then they're saying... I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I didn't know I was going to lose my own um, life, basically. And I don't like this life I've got. And it's quite honest of them to say that to me, actually.
1: Yeah, and that's a very sad feeling to have, you know, feeling mm. that you've kind of lost yourself and, and, and um, where you are in life. And so, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you're doing a podcast on this because it it's really it goes to show you the importance of us prioritizing ourselves. I I don't know where this comes from, um, but just this tremendous sense of guilt, you know, that mothers feel so guilty about Mm -hmm. doing anything for themselves. And I don't know if it's like a societal, societal messages or things that have been passed down from generations before us. um, But that guilt and then putting needs last, um, I don't know where it comes from but it's very destructive and it doesn't even make sense when you when you think about it you know um, the whole analogy with the airplane that if the airplane is about to fall and you have the, the oxygen mask that falls down you know if you go and you try put it on somebody else first what's going to happen you're probably going to pass you know you're going to mm. run out of oxygen pass and then you won't be able to help whoever you were trying to help mm. whereas if you take that oxygen mask and you put it on yourself 1st you know, then you will be in a better position to help all the people around you. Um, and so subhanallah, like, you know, being able to take care of yourself, you will be able to take care of others in a much mm. better way. But it is a very sad thing And I've heard that. Mm. Um, and it goes back to also having a good relationship ultimately with Allah too, because yes. everybody else will leave you. Yes. You know, you kind of come into the world alone. Ultimately, you, you go alone on the day of judgment. you probably going to be standing alone. And so it's, it's, you know, um part of our uh our, our duties to take care of our children and, you know, to to be a good spouse, to take care of our parents. But you know, a lot, I, I don't see anywhere where he tells us to do that first. First mm. and foremost, you know, we mm. worship him. And mm. on the day of judgment, you know, it's good to go back and say, I took care of my kids. I did all this stuff. But you know, if you missed your salah because you were with your kids or, you know, you didn't prioritize some of the, of your own religious goals and spiritual uh, needs, then, you know, it's all, it's, it's pretty lopsided, isn't it? In yeah. that, you know, you, you've really put things around uh, where the, the primary reason that we're here is, is to worship Allah and to work on our spiritual selves.
0: Mm-hmm yeah because it's i do see maybe because i'm um as a teacher and what is because i do i do tuition and then so i get a lot of parents who they're they're, you know they're spending their money time and this is before they drop them to me but now it's all online but there's this culture of um we have to spend our money and time on our kids and then um and they're to you know so they're ferrying them around from one club to another and to tuition and and then these are moms who they won't do any sports themselves or like and then mashallah they're sending them to quran class to arabic class but then they're not getting to go to any kind of islamic course themselves and that and i think this is where we've got it upside down that um they our kids don't need to do if we're doing so many things with them and neglecting like you said our own spiritual development that's not good. Um, I remember listening to a talk, and Bob was saying that you know, you, you put your kids into madras and stuff like that. Are you putting yourself, if, if your kids reach a higher level than you, that's right. not, where's that? You should be the same. Why can't you be the same? Um, right. But um, yeah, so it's uh, okay. So now, now what the other thing then tends to happen, this is about uh, connects to the idea of doing too many things. Um, Women will say, I, it's all time, I don't have enough time. I just haven't got the time to do, because now that I'm a wife and a mum, I just ha- if I don't do all this stuff, it's not going to get done. And there isn't enough time in the day. It's, it's, but I, I, and I've asked me, I don't know, really know what to say to, to friends who, who say to me that they don't have enough time.
1: Well, time is very limited. I think, you know, even probably lost some Baraka in our time too. But yeah, I mean, time is, is something that is um, very limited. And the more the more you uh, kids you have, I feel like the worse it gets. But the truth is, um, there's always ways to manage time. You know, there have been people before us who have had more things on their plate, and they were able to manage their their time effectively um it's it's very important i mean like going back it, it is very important to take care of our kids i mean, I don't want people to get the wrong idea yes. of like oh putting ourselves for it's very important to you know put them in activities and and to do all these things but it's it's not going overboard um yes, because actually you know subhanAllah i, I had the uh, i've had kids in my office you know where their parents bring them in because they're anxious and um when i when i ask them about their day they're like oh well i have i have uh you know girl scouts on this day and i have piano on this day and i have soccer on this day and i'm like okay how is it that a person spends all day in school and then has these activities and their mental health is okay Mm -hmm. and now you know in addition to all of these activities now we're throwing mental health in the mix because we're overextending ourselves um but going back to um to prioritizing and and um managing our time effectively. Uh, One of the things I like to do personally is just like to make a list of all the things I need to get done for that day um, Mm -hmm. and and for that week. And that helps me, you know, stay on track in terms of the things that I want to do. I was also listening to a video um, last week or the week before, and this guy had this wonderful exercise um, in terms of like staying on top of, uh, you know, your priorities and, and the things that are important to you. And he said, you know, once a week, write down those things, you know, those areas that are important to you, whether it's like friends or work or or whatever, uh, marriage, and then rate yourself for that week. Oh, okay. And then, you know, reflect on, you know, are you satisfied with the grade that you gave yourself? And if not, you know, come up with one or two things in that, in that area that, um, you can do for the next week or so. So for example, if you um, were talking about like how physically fit you are, and you, know, you rate yourself a D, I didn't do anything this week and I ate donuts <laughs> like three, three days out of the week, for example, uh, then you, you would say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to uh, try go for a walk for a stroll, you know, two times this week, or I'm gonna go work out or, or whatever. Or, you know, I didn't have the best week with my spouse, you know, we didn't connect at all. So I'd be like, okay, well, maybe we'll have date night this week. It's um, something about, you know, giving yourself a grade that Ooh. is, I don't know, it's much more profound. Because so I did it last week and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't do as well as I thought I did. <laughs> but it does put things into, into yeah, that's, perspective. That's good because
0: you're not going around... And also what I like is that you're not complaining to other people and moaning, you're, um, you're assessing yourself, you know, and yes. then being honest, like, because what's the point, you can't lie, what's the point of lying to yourself? Um, okay. And yeah, and then doing, because that's the kind of, I think, you know, how the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that, you know, do good deeds regularly, like there, there's a lot of wisdom in just making small changes Realistic changes and doing start getting into good habits. There's that really good book. Have you heard of it? Atomic Habits.
1: I haven't. I should I, check I, that out.
0: I can't remember the guy's name. So bad with author's names, but it, it is this idea. You basically make ch- small changes. So like that little exercise you said did, uh, explained. That would be a very good little exercise. Your value, like we say to our you know students, pair, you know assess self assess your your work. Um, they're never honest by the way, when <laughs> but yeah, with this exercise, I can see there being a lot of my honesty. Um, yeah. I'm happy like that. I, I think I'm definitely going to try that. Um,
1: you know, and another thing that I had read several years ago, um, when I was just kind of feeling defeated, you know, it's, it's hard having kids and managing everything. And there was this one woman, I don't know if she was a blogger, but she said something that really stuck with me and she said, you know, in a woman's life progress is not always linear that we have a lot of plateaus and that's totally okay. So for example, say you're, you know, you're working um, and then you have a kid and so your priorities change. And so maybe with your career, you kind of flatline a little bit Mm -hmm. and then, you know, maybe your child gets older and then you work some more, you're able to advance in your career and then you plateau again. But the point she made is that those plateaus, you're not going back down to zero you are oh, yes. just, you're going up, you're flatlining a little bit, but you're maintaining. And just that maintaining by itself is progress until, you know, you're able to find the time or, or to be able to get back to what it is that you want to do. And when I looked at it that way, like it's, it's completely different than maybe how a man would work his career. But if you stay consistent and you do those little things, mm-hmm. um, you know, just whatever industry that you're in, if you just stay consistent, you do a little thing here or there once a month, whatever, twice a month, you'll find yourself, you know, make continuously making progress when you look back. Mm-hmm. So I really love that idea of just doing little things, um, w- whether spiritually or, or for your career, or even for your kids, you know, sitting down with them maybe five minutes every day probably has a a tremendous impact Mm -hmm. on the relationship you have with them, or if you're doing, you know, reading or or whatever. Um, Doing small things in in small increments consistently, is really a big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely, and I think um, starting the younger the better. I think with children, if you um, get into those good habits at a young age, because then once they turn into teenagers, um, you know, there, there's a big transformation and it's a bit hard to, like, do a U-turn, unfortunately. Um, um, but, um, so, okay, great. So then, now, if, if, we, um, if we could just focus on marriage in particular, that how, once the kids come along, that how couldn't we... Um, you know, like this, like you mentioned date nights, but I guess it's more about a mentality. I think that you said that if you prioritize your relationship with your husband, that that can then um, help because I think uh, this is something I hear a lot and I have experienced it myself that um, your energy and and you just, whether it's taking care of your own health and then you're getting less sleep and then making an effort as far as your looks, once you get married and you're tired with the kids, that can really kind of be, you know, you start to think that's not a priority anymore, but would you say that should,
1: why should we make it a priority? We should, we should make it a priority because it's important, but also men do it too. You know, I was talking to Mm. a client um, a month or two ago and we were just talking about like the difference between men and women uh, because I hear this a lot in that when men want to do something, when they want to work out or they want to get a haircut Or they want to go to the masjid, they don't say, okay, I have to I have to get my housework done, I have to do this, I have to do this, and then I can go get a haircut. They just go get a haircut. But subhanAllah, women, we put we we say, okay, I have to I have to do the dishes, I have to do this with the kids, I have to do this. By the end of the day, there's no space. So it goes to the next day. And so they put themselves at the end of the list. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I I don't know where that comes from either, but you know. It, it is important for us to to work out. It is important for us to you know to take care of ourselves and to meet our friends. Um, i sometimes i guess there there isn't that much point in reflecting on on why we do the things that we do mm. uh, when we don't know, but we know that there is a problem in that we we place our needs last, and that's something that we need to to bring back because number one you know it's important for our own selves but two we're modeling this behavior for our kids and then Mm. three you know as muslims we wait forever not forever but we wait such a long time to get married we're you know (laughs) and we're so i can't wait to get married and i plan for this day forever and and then you know like two three years into it like you've kind of yeah we're walking around pajamas
0: right?
1: (laughs) right and and the spouse is important i mean inshallah they're your lifelong partner so this is a long you know this is someone you're going to be spending the rest of your 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 life with and so when you um when you take care of yourself for yourself right or even for the sake of a lot of time, sometimes you know then that that's attractive and that's something that your your spouse is going to like and then when they like you and make they're going to be nicer to you and when they're nicer to you you're going to be nicer to them and then ultimately, you know, that's, that's the relationship we want our kids to see. And that's the, re- the relationship that we've waited for, you know, as, as children and teens and, and, and early adults. And, um, yeah, it affects the, the uh, relationship a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and what if then, well, um, some might say, well, my husband doesn't bother, so why should I bother? I, I've heard that enough times.
1: <laughs> well, aren't you worthy enough to do it for yourself?
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> right,
1: right. Because you're, you know, you are important, and and that goes back to us valuing ourselves. You know, to to take care of ourselves, honoring ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, uh, these are blessings that Allah gave us. If He gave us the means and the body, and then all that, and, and you know, uh, the ability to put on on fine clothes, why wouldn't we respect some of these blessings and, and reflect it on ourselves?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's it. I think there's a lot for you know um, for us to think about. I think we shouldn't just go into autopilot. That that's I think that's not good. If we need to keep thinking, and if there is a problem, and we all and every manager has problems, you know, these are going to be con- you know constant ups and ups and downs. But the question is, what are we going to do about it? Um, it's it's easy to just ignore it, but that's not going to solve the problem. Um,
1: it's so easy to settle into a routine, you know. It's 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 um. It, it just with everything going on, it might almost feel comfortable. And sometimes even like you know, we might grow up in certain households and we're like, well, I'm never going to be like my parents. And then you you're you know, twenty thirty years later, you're exactly like your parents. <laughs> yeah, you know. um, but novelty you know it, it has a, a um, very profound effect on on relationships and uh, you know trying new things with your spouse can actually be a, um, a great way to revive the relationship, even going back to the whole idea that we were talking about where just doing small things consistently, you know um, you know kissing your spouse before they go to work that takes Ooh. probably like one or two seconds you yes. know or hugging them I, I heard that I think there was research on that that shows the the um how uh like relationships um get much better just if you hug the person every time they leave and they go mm-hmm. you know small things like that are they um make such a such a big difference in relationships
0: alhamdulillah that, that's really nice um, so you'll tell us a bit about your accounts. you've got a counseling website it's amanacounseling.com so inshallah if sisters would like to find out more about what you do is is that the best way to get in touch with you
1: Yes um they can you know go on AmandaCounseling.com. i put stuff on instagram therapy with najwa and, and some things on facebook as well mm-hmm. uh, but you know um yeah that's a, that's a great way I, I on my website i have a, a bunch of videos posted up um mm-hmm. And yeah, motherhood and marriage, those are some of my um, you know favorite topics. It's just I see it every day, and it's it's funny, and I see women from all different kinds of walks of life, you know, from from different countries, different religions, uh, different age. And subhanallah, we all all have some of the same issues, <laughs> and it goes to show, you know, when we are vulnerable with each other and we talk to each other about these things, uh, then we realize that we're not alone um mm-hmm. and especially these days with with social media everybody tries to be perfect and it's so detrimental to yes. us as as women even as Muslimin, because then we we have this image to protect and then nobody opens up to anybody and so yes. i really think getting women getting support from women even older women sometimes you know having those role models those mentors is, is so important for us
0: mm-hmm. yeah so because i think what's nice about your counseling service it's um, I, I don't know, maybe there are many Muslim female counsellors who will give advice from an Islamic perspective, but, um, uh, you know, it's, I think that's really important. If you're going to, to you know, if you want help and advice, it, we should go to someone like yourself who's who's grounded in, you know, uh, the prophetic tradition and, and will give, we'll give advice that won't contradict Islam because there's so much bad advice for mothers and bad, like, you know, if I'm just thinking kind of movies where they, they encourage me, yeah, go out, you know, go out, you should go out and go and live your life, go and get drunk, go and have an affair. You know, (laughs) it's all that nonsense and they make it look so good, but that doesn't bring happiness.
1: No, it doesn't. No. Um, and yeah. And so finding someone who shares the same values as you Mm. really does make a, a big difference. And, you know, I'm glad you actually brought up the counseling, um, piece because something that I feel like is not really talked about is uh, like is postpartum depression, you know, and, and some of the rates, they go up to as high as like the estimate estimate that 20% of women have postpartum. And, and, and I think this is very relevant to our conversation because if you get married and then you have a kid and then you have postpartum and you don't even know it, Mm. then, you know, The way you're interacting in your marriage, the way that you're interacting in life, the way you're interacting with your kid sometimes can be a result of that depression. And then when it's untreated, then you have a second kid, a third kid. And so your whole um, identity, your whole life at that point has kind of turned and you didn't even realize it. And so I think it's good for women to reflect on, you know, am I having some of the same issues as other women? Uh, You know, we all have issues. Um, Or is it deeper than that? Because if it's deeper than that, then, you know, getting that help is, is very important for you. You're definitely worth it. Um, but it's, you're going to see that it has a trickle down effect into your marriage. If you're depressed, how would you, I mean, it's going to be much harder for you to connect to, to your spouse. It's going to be harder for you to want to dress up. It's going to be harder for you to uh, want to have a relationship with anybody. So if the underlying issue is depression, you know, that's something that needs to be looked at.
0: Yeah, for, for for pointing that out. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, then inshallah. Um so I have you I hope you have a rest of your day goes well. Um and thank you. um again, I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time to come on and, and sharing your advice. So um Najra's website is amanacounseling.com. I'm gonna put the details in the kind of podcast info as well. Uh, so definitely check that out. Um okay then take care Nadra and you inshallah, too. maybe we'll speak again soon. Inshallah,
1: thank you so much
0: for having me. Welcome to Smart Muslimer podcast. Inshallah, if you find this podcast episode useful, please subscribe and tell your friends and family about Smart Muslimah. Also, good news, I have a newsletter and that's how we can stay in touch. To subscribe, please go to smartmuslimah.com. Details are also in the podcast notes. In the newsletter, I'll be sharing my book recommendations, productivity tips, and online courses that I've created, and also information about a new book that I'm writing called Smart Single Muslimer. Inshallah, it will help you to transform the way you approach love and relationships.